Horse Talk and Talking Horses are proud to broadcast our pre-race coverage of the 2023 Kentucky Derby to be run on Saturday, May 6th at Churchill Downs Racetrack in Louisville, Kentucky. This is a What's Up Doc Media Production. And they're off in the Curlin Florida Derby. It was an excellent beginning for Forte. He'll be able to duck over some from his outside draw. Meanwhile, West Coast Cowboy firing through at the inside to take the early lead. So that's a length and a half to Il Maricolo. I Rad Ortiz Jr. and Forte. They're toward the back of the field while three wide. Shaq Diesel is next, then Nautical Star. And Mage is last of all as they complete the opening quarter in 23 and 2. Third, Forte's locked in as Mage begins to roll from the back. They race past the quarter mile pole in the Florida Derby. And Mage got the jump on Forte as he goes to get Fort Bragg. Cyclone Mischief is fighting hard. He's still right there. Less than a quarter of a mile to come. And Cyclone Mischief, he's up for a Flight and tries to turn away Mage. Forte better hurry up. Final 16th of a mile. Forte starts to gather in the top horses. Here comes Forte. This is going to be very close, but the champion prevails. Forte wins over Madge. Yeah, Mage was second. We listened to trainer Todd Pletcher and co-owner Vincent Viola comment at the press conference after Forte's spectacular win in this year's Florida Derby. To me, what was the most impressive part was the last hundred yards. I mean, he came by me at the eighth pole and he, he looked beaten. And then he would have told me it's out point that he's going to win by elite, you know, a Missouri Craig Dyson. And that, he think you that. So, see, three brusque performance. You witnessed a magnificent performance, a, mag a definitive performance. Thank you, Ira. Well, we're honored today to be with Gustavo Delgado Sr., who's won the Triple Crown in Venezuela. Yeah. And now this is his first time in the American Triple Crown races with uh, Mage. Uh, came in second in the Florida Derby, enough points to put you 16th on the list of 20 horses. And uh, next month you'll be in the big race. How's it feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the swimming had the, I had the three times to win the, to win down with Triple Crown. But right now the Mage State. I had the two or three the occasion possibility that the run the kind of it. I remember uh, the horses yes though. But it's best um two years ago Caracara. This year I have the opportunity, the grand opportunity with the the mage uh is the good horse. Uh, have the talent. Yeah, and I think that they will with indeed the this way the good luck but the it's possible to win. We're here with super trainer Safi Joseph Junior. Uh super trainer down in uh, Florida. I know him best from White El Barrio, uh winning the Pegasus Stakes in twenty twenty two. And now he jumped up and won the wood with Lord Miles. He's got a good shot, a uh, long shot, but he's got a good shot. Anyone in the race has a shot with 20 horses. So tell me what it's like to be in this uh, classic series now. I mean, just to get back to the Derby always is it's very gratifying, but you, you, you go there with a chance. As you said, there's 20 horses, and you want, if you're in it, you have a chance to win it. Is this any different than uh, what you've been used to in the past? I mean, some people consider the Derby the best uh, race in the country. Yeah, I mean, it's a, I think it's a race that is a bucket list for anyone who, that wants to want to win it. Um, it's a different scenario this year. Last year we came in with a barrio, one of the more fancied runners. This year we're coming with a, with a long shot, but 
Uh, you saw last year from the result, Rich Strike. It gives everybody hope that once you're there, you have a chance. That's what we hope. That we go there and a horse stays sound and healthy now before between now and then and hopefully runs the race of his life on that day. Were you uh, expecting to... I mean, you're always hopeful to win the wood. Were you expecting that to happen, or you thought you'd be in the money somewhere and, and you got... The, I mean, you were just hoping the horse showed up. We thought the horse had ability, and you were hoping that he, he showed ability for you to say you're going to be hope you expect him to win. No, I mean, you hope to win, but there's a lot of times you expect to win and you don't win. So with horses, you just you always hope for the best. You hope they come out safe and sound, first of all, and then you hope they run the best race. And on that day, it worked out that he was able to win, and it was a, a, a really exciting moment for us. Well, every horse that's in there is capable of winning, so... I'm not a gambler, and the odds, who knows what it'll be, but uh, probably be a also or, or a long shot kind of deal. But uh, it would be great if you popped up and won that thing. Like you said, Rich Strike did it. No, well, I mean, most definitely. As I said, you, you, you would love to win it. Forte is a deserving favorite. He's, he's the best horse. He was very impressive the last time in, um, in, in, in the Florida Derby. He overcame a lot to still win, and he got tap it trice. And, got a Brad Cox horse uh, that won the Oakland uh, Arkansas Derby. He was, he was super impressive. So, the, Plus, there's a lot, a lot of horses in there that are, that are good horses in their own right. So we're, we're thankful to be there, um, and we hope for the best. Fingers we, crossed. I'm here with David Duggan, a very well-known trainer in the New York scene, and uh, he's taking a quick look at whose schedule of the 20 horses to be in the upcoming Kentucky Derby. David, what's your knee-jerk opinion about how you see this race shaping up? I mean, obviously, it looks like Pletcherable's a hot hand. I mean, Forte is obviously the best horse. Um, in saying that, Tapa tries to step up, but I just don't think he's tactical, tactically enough, you know, good enough to, to win. I think he's more of a Belmont horse. Um, Brad Cox's horses obviously have stepped up. Um, the hit show I liked in New York, I thought he ran a very credible race here. He got bumped around. Um, my personal favorite, just from a personality personal perspective is Tim Yachtin. I know him for a long time since I came to California. So practical move would be my um, thing. And I think he's good enough. He's uh, ran some very credible races and he's kind of battle hardened. So he's got a lot of the right attributes that you need. Um, so that's kind of my pick on that. I mean, listen to me, you can stick a dart in it after that. You know, I mean. What do you, what do you think of that horse that uh, won in Dubai, uh, the um, Japanese horse? I mean, the Japanese have got so strong over the last couple of years, you have to give them respect. There's no two ways about it. But statistically, it's not a good race to win and come to the derby with. Maybe it's going to get better this year. Who knows? But if I'm a gambling man, I would be betting against it. Now, the other thing that's interesting is you're you're looking at statistics based on the horse's credentials, but there's 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby. It's like a military charge. What if Forte lands a very outside post or one of the other favorites lands an outside post? That uh, detracts to some degree their ability, doesn't it, to, to prevail unless they're a super horse. Yeah, I mean, their, their case scenarios you can never predict. I mean, listen to me, you could use, like anything, you play the hand you're dealt. You know, if you get four races and you're getting a good draw, that's fantastic. But I think he's overcome a lot of different things. I think he's just the best horse. I think he'll handle a mile and a quarter. So in essence, I think he's got an ace in the hold. You know, and as I said, there's many in... Many things can happen when they come out of that gate. But to me, if I had 40, I'd be pretty effing confident. So, but um, in saying that, you know, as we know from last year, anything can happen. Well, last year, reminding the audience that Rich Strike uh, got into the Derby on the last day, just within 30 seconds of it being closed. And he came in, he beat the pants off Epicenter. Mm -hmm. I mean, not 
not theoretically, but he um, he he just surpassed everyone. No one expected him. I think he was like fifteen to one or something. A lot more. Or more than that, fifty to one. Yeah, you can also get struck by lightning. I mean, that doesn't happen. So you have to go on what you know here. I mean, no one would have picked Rick Strike unless you had some sort of personal drawn to him. But I mean, I went back after the race and looked at, it and I would never have picked him even post race. So, but it's um. That's why it's an interesting race to gamble on. But, I mean, I go on gut feeling 90% of the time. The man in the quarter obviously eliminates some of these horses because they can't go that far. It'll be the only time they'll ever do it. Um, but, you know, my kind of gut feeling says forte, but I'm rooting for practical move. We're at Belmont Park with uh, superb trainer Jimmy Jerkins. Uh, I want to congratulate him first off. A brand new opportunity going to Saudi Arabia, working for Prince Faisal with uh, the string of nice horses and uh, moving up in the world in the international market. It's wide open, for sure. I mean, as far as Todd's horses go, you know, Forte certainly is the most accomplished, but I don't know. Some, I, I kind of, I'm kind of a little leery of violence, the violence horses. Sometimes they, they reach a peak, and I'm not sure they're, they're, they're strong enough to... to I, I just think he might have, he might have gotten, got reached his peak and might not still be there. I don't know. I could be wrong, but Violence horses as a whole tend to tend to get good, and then and then they seem to they, not doesn't seem like they're very good campaigners. But he's obviously a little little different than than most violences. But I still like Todd's. Uh, I, I like the big gray horse. Um, he's got a lot of he's used to having a lot of dirt in his face. He's used to a lot of crowding. He's you know he's he's a grinder, and I think. Uh, I like it as far as Todd's horses. I like I like him. I like him the best. And you can never, you know, Brad Cox is such a great conditioner. He's you can never leave any of his out. And um, as I last year or two years when Mandaloon ran, uh, he, he his race before the Derby wasn't good, but I he he's he's very good at, at getting horses to to run their best at the you know when the when the big money's down. So. Uh, you can't throw any of his out. And the Japanese, their horses are running so well, uh, you, you can't throw him out either. So um, that's about that, that's the that's the best. You know, that's what I can see looking at the looking at the list here. That's that's who I like. I think I like to tap it twice uh, to win. Um, Saez will, he knows him really well, and he he he, he doesn't panic. He doesn't panic when he's when he when he drops far out of it, he rides him out of the gate, which is which is okay, and the horse doesn't seem to resent it. So, uh, um, you know, he's they're they're a really good match, and he's my pick for the Derby. We're here with my favorite jockey and perhaps one of the best-known jockeys in the history of the sport, Angel Cordero Jr. He's ridden in this race more times than anyone can imagine. I think his first race was in 1968, but he's won it three times. And he won it with Cannonade in 1974, with Bold Forbes in 76, and Spend a Buck in 85. Also, as jockey's agent, he uh, helped uh, Johnny Velasquez get two wins with Animal Kingdom and with Always Dreaming. So, Angel, first of all, welcome and thank you for giving us a little insight. What's it like to be a jockey in this big race? I, you spoke to me once before and said it's nerve-wracking, especially if you're a new jockey. Well, uh that's a dream for every jockey or everybody that is involved with the race has to be in the derby. Uh, when you're getting close to the race, you get nervous. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get dates. And 
you hoping that you make it, and now when you make it, you make you trying to win it, and that's the toughest part to win it. But it's the most uh, anticipate event that you could have. Now, unlike most other races, rarely do you get into a race with twenty horses in that race in that field. And there's a little bit of luck involved with what positioning you have, and I'm sure that affects your strategy between you as a jockey and what the trainer tells you about the horse. Uh, so it isn't necessarily that the best horse for that day wins. Sometimes it's a matter of breaks during the race. Well, uh, when I went on um, Cannonade in 740, it was 23 horses. That was the biggest field I ever run. And it is uh, very concerned about how you're going to get through on so many horses Oh, then they cut it to 20. And it's just, uh, the matter of luck, doctor. You, you, you have to have luck going with you. You have to have the horse. You have to have the trip. Not always the best horse win the derby. You know, the luckiest one. I'm here at Gary Siaka's barn with the assistant trainer, uh, Paulie Barone. Been in the game long, long time, uh, probably 40 years. And, He's been to Kentucky several times, uh, started first as a hot walker uh, with David Whiteley and then uh, progressed to be uh, a groom for Leroy Jolly, now an assistant trainer, Gary Siaka. But 86 and 87, he went to uh, Kentucky with horses entered in the Kentucky Derby. And he's got just a quick, interesting little story about going to Kentucky with two superstar horses. He thought either one of them could win and what the results were. Yes, I ran uh, two horses in the 87 Derby, Leo Castelli and Gulch. Gulch had won the Wood Memorial here in New York, and Leo Castelli got beat her nose in the bluegrass in Kentucky. So I was going to the Derby with two solid shots, and I thought I was going to win the race. We went off like 7-2, and a 20-horse field. Gulch was the closer, which I thought was going to be the better of the two. And he closed, but he got in a lot of traffic. He ended up finishing 7th. And Leo ended up running sixth. Turning for home, Leo got up to be third. And here I says, I'm going to win this race. But I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't win it. But it was a great experience. We're here with Hall of Fame jockey George Velasquez, a true legend in the who's who of racing. Raced many times in the Kentucky Derby, too many to count. But the one that he won was on Pleasant Colony, which that horse... Uh, he rode for Johnny Campbell, went on to win the Preakness. I feel special about that because I started walking hots at Belmont Park in my early days for Johnny Campbell. Anyway, George, you're an authority on at least being in that race. There's a lot of people never make it to that race, trainers especially, and some jockeys. What's the excitement of that day? Is there a lot of nerves that day? Is it uh, that unique to you being a rider over any other big race? Well, you know how it is. It's uh, Kentucky Derby is... Uh the biggest race with the biggest prestige in this country uh, is it used to be in it is very excited and and the night before the race is kind of uh, hard to sleep because you you want everything to 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 be perfect you want to break good you want you don't want to get no uh, you have to get position, you don't want to get stopped, it, and you got to make the right move. And, and it's so exciting that uh, uh, that's what it, what it makes a Kentucky Derby. It's, it's one of your career highlights as well as for the trainer, the owner, etc. But 
the best horse doesn't always win because you got 20 horses coming out. They all get different positions based on lottery and uh, the luck of the draw and how the horse comes out of the gate, etc. So uh, you can think you have the favorite horse and it doesn't always work out. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Uh, see, there's always a big feel in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, and uh, you, you need to break good, like I said before. You need to, to keep your horse and contention of the race and uh, and the clear to not to get stopped and you got to make the right move is is it's a race that uh, not every horse that the that looks in paper looks good in paper is going to win is 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 a hard race already to win Okay, let's just talk quickly about uh, Pletcher, who's coming in with three horses, three really good horses. His number one horse on paper, as you say, is Forte, who won the Breeders' Cup uh, mile last year, then went on won the Eclipse Award, and he won the Florida Derby just running. He was behind uh, a wall of horses. It didn't look like he had a shot and came up. And in the last eighth of a mile, even Pletcher and uh, Rapoli said they thought they lost the race, and he just flew through and won. Do you, what do you think his chances are? And what do you think, uh, are there any other horses that we should be looking at that, that stand out as a particular upset? Well, uh, I, I believe the top pressure, he's got a good, good chance to win the Derby again, because, uh, Forte is a good horse. Uh, so the top it, top it trace, top it trace, top it trace. Yep. And, uh, and as King's other, Barn is his King's other one. one. Yes. Yep. So in those three horses, they they tap horses and they train by a top, top trainer. So I believe he's got a good chance to win. Uh, but at the same token, there's another horses in the race that uh, they've been improving and going to the race in good shape, which is what's uh, called Billy Mark. The other was for, uh, for, for Safi. Safi Jr. Joseph. Safi Joseph. Safi Joseph. He won the wood. Yeah, he's a nice horse also. So there's, uh, this is going to be a real good race because there's, uh, I would say five, six horses with a good chance to win. We're here with extraordinary trainer Carlos Martin, multi generational success. Uh, Pancho Martin was his grandfather and Jose, his father, both very well-established trainers. We're here to get his opinion, uh, who he thinks might have the best shot of winning the Kentucky Derby. Dr. Barroso, thank you for having me. It's going to hopefully be a great race, great addition to the Derby. Uh, of course, center stage is Todd Pletcher. He's got two very well-thought-of horses, uh, probably the favorite of the race, Forte, the Florida Derby winner, and he's got a tappet horse, tappet trice, that keeps improving drastically. His last couple of races, he seems like he's really found a niche, and he seems like one of the true mile quarter horses in the race. So Pletcher is going to be tough. He's got a dynamic duo, and he's got another horse that's undefeated, the Louisiana Derby winner. Uh, Forte will go off as the favorite. Great horse, mile and a quarter, even though he doesn't seem like he has distance limitations. His sire of violence was a brilliant horse by Medago Doro. Uh, there's always a little bit of an extra eighth of a mile that gets uh, gets horses a little bit to do that litmus test that's so hard to do, that extra uh, eighth of a mile doesn't seem like a big deal, but a mile and a quarter is, is a demanding distance for these three-year-olds early. Uh, he's a great horse. He'll be the favorite, but I do think he's beatable. Like I said, I'm a big tap at Trice guy. I really like what I've seen. He seems like a horse is just now 
really coming into form and he's peaking at the right time. And he's a little bit of a grinder. He needs a little bit of luck to get around that big field, but I think he's a very dangerous horse. And the other horse of the race that is a is a really true, greedy competitor is Practical Move. I'm not so sure how strong the California races are, but he's a son of Practical Joke again. The distance is always in the back of everybody's mind, but I like what I've seen from him. He seems like he can put himself in a position where the, the deep, deep closers often are at a disadvantage, even though last year we had a deep closer win the Derby. You like to have some kind of tactical speed where you're not too, too far out of it. So I think in the first flight, five, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh place, if you can stay close and punch, you have a big advantage over the deep closers in uh, this year's Kentucky Derby. I'm here with um, Doug O'Neill, one of the great trainers of our time. He's been in the Derby multiple times. And since 2007, he's had several entries. Luckily, he's won this, not only been in it, but won it twice, once with Nyquist in 2016 and once in 2012, but I'll have another who went on also to win the Preakness subsequent to that. And in 2021, recently, he had Hot Rod Charlie, who came in a, a close third. But the, just for the public, what's it like to even get into a race like this? You know, it's such an unbelievable feeling, and I think it's, uh, it's the pinnacle of our sports. Of our sport. So it's almost like uh, if you were a human athlete and you made it to the Super Bowl or the NBA uh, championship, you just got all the fans, all your peers – all eyes are on that uh, particular race that particular day, and uh, and to be part of it, it's it's overwhelmingly awesome. Well, you're such a colorful character. I wish you were in it because I, I'd like to be able to interview you going into it this year. But there's always a new year, and Woody Stevens stayed young by thinking there was always another year to get into all these things. Uh, do you have any opinion? Uh, we have this horse, Forte, coming in very strong. His record most close, closely resembles your record with Nyquist. Breeders' Cup uh, Juvenile, then uh, winning the Florida Derby, then into uh, the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, but could Forte do it? And I know the answer is going to be he could. But do you, do you see him as winning amongst this crowd? Because I've done several interviews and, you know, not always the best horse wins, especially with a field of 20 horses. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, not going to go on a limb here. I'm going to say Forte is a obvious favorite and just seeing a few of his races um, at the time they were running, and I thought, well, there's no way he's going to win from there. And uh, so I, I think when you get his type of style where he can win from anywhere, you know, the, the Florida race is just sensational. I have, I probably put him right in the winner's circle because mid-race I said, well, he's got no chance. I mean, he just looked, didn't look like the pace was that crazy, and he was so far back. And, um, and just the way he got it done that day to me was, wow, if that horse stays injury-free, I don't know how they beat him going a mile and a quarter. So, yeah, like you say, always the best horse doesn't always win, but he's the obvious favorite uh, this year. Do you see anyone else, if you had to pick a second or third or Forte just got trapped and had bad luck, do you see anyone else in there that you think could be close to him? You know, it's so hard to tell. I'm I'm a little biased with uh, being a West Coast uh, with Skinner. Uh, we just drew in for, for John Sheriff. So I'm, I'm pulling for him. J.J. Hernandez, who's kind of our young Angel Cordero out here, if you will. So. Um, kind of pulling for him, a home team, but he'll be as a hell Mary, Tom Brady. You know, you hope the the ball bounces and lands in the right guy's hand to, for him to win. But uh, that'd be my long shot. Okay, and what do you think about practical move? He's the West Coast horse. Well, that's true. God, he's he's actually stayed right next to me here. I can't believe I didn't throw him in there. I I do. I respect that horse. Tim Yachtin and his crew are unbelievable horsemen. They do a great job. I just question if he can get him on a quarter. That would be my I'm probably talking to him in the winter circle. I'm sure Tim's hoping I am, but 
I don't know if he's truly a mile and a quarter horse would be my concern with practical move. As we know from last year, Rich, a horse like Rich Strike came out of nowhere. And uh, I happened to be at the Florida Derby and uh, I happened to have crossed with Safi Joseph and his horse came out of nowhere to win the wood. So he could be dangerous too as a long shot, but uh, anything could happen, right? It's uh, the best two minutes of sports. Anything can happen and you just need some luck. You got, thank God, you got the best 20 jockeys in the in the world uh, on the horse's backs on that particular race. So a lot of navigating, a lot of strategizing, and, and uh, I can't wait to watch again this year. And But my money, if I am going to bet anything, will be on Forte, like a hand of blackjack. I'm going to take the short price and hope to cash. We thank all guest participants who shared their pre-race time and opinions with us, sizing up the impending 2023 Kentucky Derby to be run on Saturday, May 6th. This has been a Horse Doc Talking Horses broadcast produced by What's Up Doc Media. I've been your host, Dr. Gregory Barroza, assisted by my post-production audio engineer, Fritz Lang. Special thanks to our photographers. We hope our audience enjoys this broadcast.